0: Just a menace, just just a menace. Menace of sobriety. Just a menace, just just a menace. Just a menace. Menace of sobriety. Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with your host, Daniel O'Reilly, aka Dapper First off, let me start by saying thank you for joining me again. We are flying on this podcast. A regular audience is growing and growing and growing, whether you're listening in your car on your way to work or you're sat at home uh, watching on the TV. I really appreciate you giving me the platform to talk about all this stuff and uh, and to learn, man. And I've got a really exciting guest today. Uh, I'm going to read the bio for you. Um, keep it nice and sensible so we uh, can get a really good intro here because uh, this is a great, great guest. Transforming his life in January 2019 after four decades of drinking, which nearly ended up killing him in 2018. David Wilson, accredited grey area drinking coach and public speaker, is dedicated to motivating others to transform their lives, overcome personal challenges and embrace life with a renewed mindset. Um you know, Dave at a top 10, well, has a top 10 podcast that he's relaunching. Um, One for the road, um, over 500,000 downloads. Um, brilliant Instagram account with over 87,000 people. And yeah, I'm a new follower and fully inspired. Was desperate to get him on, David Wilson. Nice to meet you. Hi, Dan. How you doing, mate? Very, I got. I had to read it because I, I find myself being really sort of silly at the beginning. Of the I, I'm cause the same. Because I'm saying. nervous. Yeah. So it's, I'm be, the same. it's better for me to just read. But welcome. Thank you, mate. Thanks for inviting me. No, that's okay. And um, we're sort of new followers to each other, aren't we?
1: Well, I knew about you. I mean, I've been following you for years. And my son, when I said uh, that I'd been in touch with you and that, he was like, you're having a laugh, Dad. Like, he's 29 now and he loves you, mate. So He's a wrong one as well, isn't uh, he? <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look a bit similar, actually. That's no, a good-looking fellow then. <laughs> yeah. I like that.
0: Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so I want to get into There's so much. We had a little chat before. There's so much to cover because you, you've got quite a journey. Yeah. Um, a bit different to some other guests that I've had on here we've got a book to chat about at the end yeah. I did take it with me recently uh, for my trip to Snowdonia but my friends didn't give me five minutes to myself <laughs> to, to read it, I'm not sure if you saw my social media but I took I did pack it but I haven't read it yet so we can go through the book yeah. um, and talk about what you're doing now but you've got a lot of experience um, with drinking and with sobriety so perfect for the podcast but let's go all the way back yeah. Um let's start with your childhood yeah
1: yeah mate (laughs) um i I grew up um in croydon yeah i know it yeah yeah you know it and um we didn't have a lot of money you know um and i used to wear second-hand clothes but they always made sure we had food on the table and a holiday and that might have been in a tent down in devon or whatever but it was quite a solid um, upbringing, really, yeah. um, but then we moved when I was about twelve mm. um, to a place called Carl Shorten, and things kind to change. I, I could tell there was a bit of difference in the relationship with my mum and dad, yeah, uh, and also I had to start in a secondary school mm. um, in the second year, and it petrified me. It was a really, really rough school. Mm. So where I grew up, it's quite insulated, so I wasn't streetwise, mm. uh, and when I went into this school, I could see like the the gang yeah I say, but I kind of kept away from it right um, and kept my head down uh, I was quite nervous anxious kid growing up mm. and although I had um, a solid upbringing there wasn't a lot of love in the house you know right. like they was never like give me a hug or cuddles or kisses say, and all that say I'm proud of his son or anything like that it was like a very practical upbringing right but when I was about 14 um, I got up one day uh, to find a letter on the table from my mum and the letter said Dave I've left your dad uh, I don't know when I'm going to see you but I'll be in touch oh, and, and I couldn't like couldn't work it out like what was going on do you know what I mean and I remember going to school that day and coming home to see my dad and he was sitting there at the table with his head in his hands and broken you know and like the next month or two were a blur but he then met someone Uh, So I had to deal with that. And then one day I went downstairs and she was puffing and panting and whatever. And and I said, what's up? And she said, I just want a bit of privacy with your dad. And I looked at my dad for a little bit of like support and he walked into the kitchen. And that was the moment I thought, I'm on my own here. Like I felt so rejected Um, and it broke me, right? So not long after that, I kind of started sort of moving towards the lad's, Mm-hmm. in the school you know and they said why don't you come out Dave and, and we always hang up at the circle right there used to be a pub there called St Elliot Arms right so if anyone is back in the day where I grew up everyone knows that pub yeah. like someone was found murdered in the car park it's that kind of boozy you know fucking <laughs> but we used to hang around the shops and get the uh adults to mm. buy us beer out of the office. Yeah. do you know what I mean and that's where it started now I was never a fighter Dan mm. like it weren't in me but I was funny right wow. so I'd have a couple of fotters or whatever it was then mm. uh, and then I'd make them laugh and they, they kind of accepted me so where I felt so rejected before I felt yeah. part of something Yeah. and it was like yeah. usual suspects Mr. Pink Mr. blah 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 and yeah, I was I the Mr. Funny yeah, you know what I mean it. yeah I can relate and, to that yeah uh, uh, and so that's when my drinking started but I also realized that it made me feel confident it made me act funny mm. and that's where I started I was 14 years old and it's like this is my instant fix now and we back then you could go in the boozer without um, ID as well mm. and I was a bit of a lump then you know like I, I was a big lad mm. and we'd go in the boozer at 15 and just drink with the adults uh, and i I started getting pissed all the time mate and going to school completely hungover, but you don't think about it then that's no, what you all do in part it? Of life then yeah
0: <sighs> wow well there's a lot there's a lot in there um just before we move on but I, first of all, I can completely relate to um the f- the friend stuff my group of friends became my family my mum moved away when I was fifteen so I didn't really see, well, I saw my dad on and off from when when they divorced uh, but around that time I wasn't seeing my father too much but my mum moved away and, and I, I I rented a place I was working at a go kart track and doing some other things I probably shouldn't have been doing for money yeah. but uh, not sucking dick or anything but <laughs> <laughs> just clarify that but um but um yeah and um uh but at the time I thought it was brilliant because yeah. my not my parents weren't there it was just me and yeah. the boys and all we done was drink and do drugs. Yeah. Um so I can completely relate to that and then it, that sort of becomes your everything else in life is sort of a hassle and the only good time is when you're drinking with your pals. Yeah. So I relate to that. Um and yeah, if you're if you if you feel rejected from your family that uh, <laughs> Or your your mum and stuff like that. If you if you have those sort of abandonment issues, and you're a young lad, and then you find solace in drink in drink and drugs, that becomes your soothing, doesn't it? That I, becomes your really, it really
1: fixed everything for me, you know. Mm. But it shaped the next few years, right? But yeah. I was really sporty. Okay, um, I did it. I was always like in the cricket team, in the football team, rugby team, whatnot. So, in my mindset, it was work hard play I kind of thing, mm. you know. I was fit, mm. um, and but. The the booze in was a different level. It was all socialising. I'd never even think about having one indoors, like pre drinks or anything like that. And uh, I wasn't really into drugs either. And yeah. maybe it's an era thing. You know, I think that came yeah further on but i'd have a joint in that but it never did the same thing as booze i knew exactly where i was with booze you know Booze turned you into the person you wanted to be
0: is that how you felt or like you you know you because you talk about being funny i can relate to that i used to be i used to be the class clown anyway and then when i drank i was like double the class clown Do you know what i
1: mean yeah it was like kryptonite the superman you know like this this was but i kind of went through it and and you know i would go out on massive benders right Mm. Uh, no, and I work in the morning. Getting up four in the morning, get up for six. Like, ah, oh, th- that's what we do, right? <laughs> but it wasn't till slightly later on um, that things changed for me. You know, like it, it was different for yeah. me. Um, I started going to a little local pub, right? And, and the people in the pub were different. So it weren't people of all my age. There were people of mixed ages, mixed <laughs> careers, mm. right? And what I realized then, I was massively people-pleasing, like, to be accepted. And and that came back from when I was 14 because I wanted to be liked. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to be loved, mate, to be honest, right? Yeah. And when I made people laugh, they loved me, mm-hmm. you know, and it made me feel secure. But when I was, like, 28, 30, I started going in this old pub at a public bar, so you get plasterers, builders, but you get the occasional solicitor, mm. whatever. And I would shape shift to who was ever in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I wasn't being myself at all. I was just being what they wanted me to be.
0: Well, I can get this 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's scary listening to you to say that because I had a, I had an amazing relationship with my mum. You know, we spoke a lot, and I love my mum. My mum loves me. She's a very affectionate. Uh, and my dad, I had a great relationship with my dad, but there was absence absence between there was space between us, and a lot of space between the times we'd see each other. You know, and um, you don't realize that you're doing it as a man, probably growing up, because you don't think that you miss your mummy. You, you know, know or you yeah. don't you don't think you don't think them things, but. Um, I don't know if I ever felt rejected. I don't, I don't think so, but I I definitely feel like I was the same in regards to people pleasing. You wanted to, you know, you, yeah, I, I can, I can definitely relate to that. And now that I'm sober, I cringe when I look back and think how I used to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was saying before, I went to an event last night at the big celebrity event and there was a lot of celebs there that were fucked, right? Yeah. And I mean, it was like 9.30 and I was looking, I was thinking, I just arrived and it was like 9.30 and they were fucking knocking shit over, talking to me, like prodding me. And these are people that are well known in the industry. Yeah. And then there's other like execs in the industry there, like they must be able to see this like I can. And all I was was sheer horror i was like this was me man yeah in fact i was worse than this i know um and um yeah and and they were they were the same coming and talking to me and you know did all this stuff like chatting complete bollocks and i was was
1: like that's what i used to be i know mate but until you take the blinkers off you don't see it right Mm. and so i thought the more i got pissed i used to do all day sessions right on a sunday i'd be knocking at the door at midday Mm. People would come in, go home, come back with their family. Like when well, I'm still in there, I'd still be in there after ten at night from midday, right? And they go, "Fucking hell, mate, you still in here?" Blah blah. And it was like a badge of honour for me. Do you know what I mean? Of like, course, yeah, you are. I am yeah. still here, mate. And but then I wake up Monday morning feeling like absolute, like three or four days on the lash, but heavy, like twelve-hour sessions, right? 16, 17 pints. Like I, I was never a spirit drinker, so I would chuck a pint back. Mm. They me glugs in the pub because i would glug it back like i could have five six beers in an hour like just chuck it back and it's mad that at the time when you're
0: doing that you don't see anything wrong with it at all you don't and and uh, and this is this something that i worked out the other day i was i was really trying to delve into myself and think you know because i realized it's a form of escapism right you're Mm. escaping your life Mm. and i saw this quote that i've been saying since where it's like you know don't 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 use the weekends to escape the life you have. Use it to build the life you want, yeah, right? I like and I, I love that quote, and it made me think, what was I trying to escape at the... Because f- uh, my life ain't that bad. There's a yeah. lot of bad shit going on in the world. What was I trying to escape at the weekends? And then I realised it was the fucking hangover from the week. Yeah. So I was I was hungover and fucked or on a come down throughout the week to such a bad extent that when the weekend come off, what I need out of this. Yeah. I mean, I felt a little bit ill. I, I messaged you this morning. We're getting to your trip here, actually, because yeah. Dave was fucking screwing. I woke up this morning, my missus is ill, and I had a headache, and I thought to myself, I was lying in bed. I'd just done the fucking climb, um, the Snowden climb, and then I'd done a gig on the day back. Oh, I'm drained. And then my head was hurting, and I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to message him and see see where he is. I might call it off today, because I am absolutely knackered. And I messaged
1: you straight away, and you're like, I've just tra- I'm have just i travelling from, where'd you come from? <laughs> well, I'm up in the East Midlands, so, <laughs> and there's a train strike on it. <laughs> There, so it's like what and are you doing had, to me yeah, yeah you had car problems as well yeah everything yeah. the tube broke down and all and, yeah, no. like, and I thought I read it and I thought
0: nah do you know what mate I'll take some paracetamol I'll be there but what it made me think is how the f- fuck did I manage yeah. to function after like because I, I, I grafted my whole life I've grafted my whole life I mean yeah. I'm working every day Yeah. Um. how did I manage to because I would all not right. think any two things about maybe doing an all nighter yeah. and then getting up and
1: getting it done <laughs> it's mad. Oh, it's isn't... like you're in a trance though isn't it it's what you do and it's how yeah. you know we're this really, is part of life but like, we're really resilient like yeah. us boozers you know what I mean because we do things like that we get up and we graft and we we manage we get ourselves out of scrapes and we go on to, to 2018. Later, I got out of that. But you know, we're strong individuals, yeah. right? and we always have to remember that. For anyone who's out there thinking, "Oh, I don't know if I could give up booze or whatever," we are really, really. Yeah, because look what you put yourself through. Exactly, mate. And and yeah, you know, when you said oh, I've got a bit of headache it's down mate. Come you, on. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, it's good, mate, because I did. I thought, no, do you know what? Have a shower, have something. But if if you'd if you were like, "Yeah, I haven't left yet. I live round the corner." Then fine. But yeah. when you said, I said, I was like, "Yeah, fucking, I'll get down." <laughs> 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 but, um, no, I'm glad I'm here now because I feel good. I do good feel now. good. good. Um, talk to me. So when did it change for you from, from like, that, that pub sociable drinking into
1: something a little bit more sinister, I guess? When did that? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. So, basically, I was always a sociable drinker, always out. Like, I would never, ever drink, never think about drinking indoors, mm. ever, right? Um, but I started going in a pub, and it was a bit of an old man's pub. Right, and, and there were people in there with little nicknames that I won't say. Mm. Um But I kind of felt like I was becoming old before my time. It's like, what am I doing sitting in this old spit and sawdust booze room, whatever, right? So one night I'd had about six beers and there's an offy over the road. right? I thought, you know what? I, f- I feel like chilling at home with a couple of beers and watching a film or something, right? I went over there. And back in the day, you get Diamond White Cider, which is, was then 8.4%. So I bought oh, yeah. eight cans on offer, right? <laughs> Went home, drank them, thought, actually, this is right, because I'm not accountable to anyone. I can actually pass out, and, and no one's going to judge me, right? Gradually, I started doing it more and more and more um but what i did then i moved right and it was about three mile from the pub Mm. um and the irony is i would never ever drink and drive i've never go to the boozer and think i've had two or three beers i'd be all right i'm only out of road right but i used to drive in the morning yeah probably still so it, it didn't make sense to me my logic right but so i would never drink and drive so i stopped going to the boozer and back in those days in a supermarket you could get three bottles of wine for ten quid and I weren't really a wine drinker either it was always lager so I started that and I'd drink a bottle and a half and then go to bed then it ramped up to two bottles and then as soon as I started opening the third bottle I was fucked like it was three bottles a night I put on shit loads of weight Um, like a lot of weight really yeah um but then i started to to like become a bit of a recluse so I, I googled actually like what alcohol has the least amount of calories and up come vodka now i've said to you before i wasn't a spirit drinker right it, it didn't interest me so i bought half a bottle of vodka one day and thought i see how it is right poured it in a big glass like that i drank it in about 20 minutes because being glugs you know but, no mixer no i had a little bit of tonic but it was a splash <laughs> Right, it's free pouring. That's the other thing about drinking indoors. There's there's no barmaid going pouring a double with the optics. You're free pouring, right? Mm. So it's big, big. And do you know what the hit I had from that was? Like I can get pissed in 20 minutes. This is amazing, right? But I realised then half a bottle of vodka didn't touch the side, so I started buying bottles. Fucking hell, man! It's crazy how this escalates. Right, it does. It escalates, right? So, right. So I was drinking bottles of vodka, and then I'd run out, and I'd think. I still want to know it's only nine o'clock and I've drunk a bottle of vodka, right? Oh, my God. So, from there, I started buying litres. But what I used to do, I used to finish, what I worked for myself in the carpet game then. Um, I'd finish work two, three o'clock on a Friday, go to the supermarket, big trolley, get a load of Give and have a lock in on my own. Really excited about it, Dan. Like, I was like, really like a little kid in the sweet shop, right? And I would eat. I wasn't one of these people that would just eat nothing and just drink, right? So I'd get three litres of vodka, wine, Stella, a few chickens. I'd go through them like the clappers, um, crisp, you know, like just junk. Lock the door, right? And think, right, I ain't going to talk to anyone till Monday and it was like my own little party right but it was fucking hell mate absolute hell so i start on the stellas and then the vodka started blackout right wake up midnight think i ain't got to do anything tomorrow start drinking again fucking more of that right so i go through three liters of vodka over the weekend and my recycling mate don't even talk to me about when they came the tuesday it's like i used to hide it's like when they put my recycling in the back of the Yeah, it was a nightmare, right? Mm. And then, like, I had a couple of relationships that I messed up because of boozing and, you know, and I just went through my 40s. I was saying before, like, I moved when I was 40. I don't remember my 40s. So for me now, I'm 58, right? I lost an entire decade of my life. And I don't really remember a lot. I didn't socialise. I didn't really have many relationships. I just got pissed for 10 solid years on vodka. You ask a doctor how I survived that, they go, I have no idea, mate. Uh, Did you not have some sort of fucking, like, alcohol-like withdrawal when you come off that? Well, I never come off it. That's the thing, right? So I I wouldn't drink in the day, Mm. but I was still pissed in the morning. So I I would start to withdraw in the afternoon. So that's that typical thing, Mm. where you think, I ain't drinking tonight like right, no way you must have been there when you've yeah, had a right session and right. then you start craving a beer you start to like withdraw right and then you start to negotiate with your own mind don't you you go well i could have one tonight
0: yeah that's what i always used to do yeah. you know? make me feel good I, yeah it,
1: and then, and then you think Oh, i get enough insight, and i have a couple maybe Right, And then you have another session and then wake up in the morning, I ain't going to drink tonight. And it just, it was that cycle. So I drank every single day. I would never have a day off. So this reminds me, the only time I could, yeah, I mean, fuck, man, that's
0: so uh, it's crazy how it escalates. And did you not think to yourself when you were doing litres of bottles that this ain't
1: right? yeah I mean it got that that ridiculous right that if I got up in the morning and there was a certain amount in the bottom of that bottle I knew exactly how I I would be all right that day and it was well over a bottle still because these were litres but it might be that much in the bottle I think well I ain't done a litre so I should be all right today that's mental right (laughs) but uh, many times I thought am I going to wake up tomorrow you know but I mean talk about um lack of self-worth you know i i hated myself for who i'd become you know when i was in my teens early 20s i was a good looking lad um funny like the life and soul the party jack the lad go anywhere and put hello son like it was that kind of good at sport to this bloke who was 120 plus kg couldn't put his socks on without being out of breath. Honestly, I used to bend down like that and come up wheezing because of the visceral fat around my organs, right? My blood pressure was ridiculous, 186 over 125 or something. The yeah. doctor said, you're a walking heart attack, right? Uh, and it still didn't stop me because every single day I would go, I'll do it tomorrow, fuck it, I'll do it mm-hmm. tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And I didn't really have the incentive to to ever really do it because there was part of me that loved it and all.
0: That's the problem, man. That's the problem. I mean, you must have been living in a constant state of anxiety the amount of alcohol you were, you were drinking because it, it's like the the amount of alcohol that you are drinking equi- uh, uh, equals to the fucking level of anxiety you're living in. Were you like a nervous
1: wreck all the time? I, do you know what? It's weird, isn't it? You, you like this functionally alcoholic thing, right? There's elements of it that you don't know any different. Yeah, right. you're, you're like, this is life this is how it is yeah right you forget what it's yeah. like to be 18 fit healthy and yeah. you forget because I've been doing it so long yeah well one day I got an email um from ITV right um I'd done a little spell on DIY SOS right, right. it was a two-day thing doing carpets and whatever so I put that on my website and one day it said um hi Dave um we see you've done some work on TV mm. we'd like to interview you for 60 minute makeover to come on the show right and do you know the first thing I thought was i won't be able to do it because i won't be able to drink right and that was the first thing not oh my god this is brilliant do you know what i mean like how am i going to drink around this yeah so i went for the interview and even that was like i had an interview at midday it's like oh my god i'm gonna have to like think about how much i drink tonight because i don't want to turn up hanging for the interview like everything my was was, was about drink everything. about drink and like, it's mental when you look back on that now it's it sad so, yeah right so i went for the interview I had a bit of a tan, mate, and I put a white shirt on. You know, I look quite All that. You knew dapper. You was doing, yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, I, I went there, and and uh, you know, I gave a bit of patter in that, yeah. and, and I went back into Covent Garden. My phone went, and it, I mean, it changed my whole life, really. Mm. And it was like, "Hello," and it's like, "Yeah, hello, Dave. You just, uh, you've got the gig, right?" And I was like, "Fuck!" They said, "Right, Monday, you've got to go up to Coventry." You know, and your I'm, life's accelerating. You're fucking yeah, panicking. I'm panicking because yeah. I'm thinking oh, my God, like, how am I going to manage it? Because I've become a solitary drinker. I think I was in my late 40s, right? For 10 years, how am I going to manage socialising with people and incorporate my Mm. addiction in with their supposedly Mm. normal Mm. drinking, right? Mm. So I went up to the country, met them all in the boozer, and the guys were a bit clicky, funny enough. Like there was a bit of a story behind TV that. Industry that went, is, TV yeah, yeah, industry is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up sitting with the girls, and like I was really moderate that night. And I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like I'm gagging for more booze, but I thought, all "Right, first day filming tomorrow is probably doing me a favour. After that, I realised then that that was all massive piss-heads. Sorry, guys, listening if you're on the show, but they were. They loved it, and, and, you, and you know, just fit straight in. I fit straight in, Dan, but. Do you know what I did as well? I always had a couple of bottles of wine in my suitcase as well, just in case. Mm. Like, if we, oh, well, look, we've got a long day tomorrow. Mm. Um, let's have an easy one tonight. I always had mm. my reserves, do you know what I mean? And I used to turn up filming, and they'd go, fucking hell, Dave, you stink mm. booze, mate. We only had three or four last night. I was on? oh, I don't know, I didn't eat, did I? So, like, mm. yeah, oh, my God, yeah you're
0: mm, scared i don't know why so it, it, I, it i'll be honest with you it's fucking triggering me you talking about Sorry, it. mate no no not in the back like it, 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 it's making me when you're talking maybe because it's the um the tv industry and like uh, while, while you're talking to me i'm having flashbacks of working on films and working on tv when i had my tv show dapper laughs on the pool they actually and 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 looking i've just realized this they actually done a um they done a uh like um, they took the piss out of me on ITV too for losing my TV show they'd done like a fucking what's it called like um, a like a parody yeah, yeah they'd done yeah. a parody of me after I lost my TV show they d- the producers done a parody of what it was like to film with me right. like, and I was teaching men how to chat up birds yeah. with comedy and they, yeah. they were going that the character was going let me have some of my magic juice and was doing shots of tequila Oh, let me have some more of my magic juice and doing shots of tequila and I remember watching that and not really clicking onto it but now you've just said that I've just clicked onto it it i couldn't function I, I was the same i got my yeah. tv show yeah. and i was like how can i drink so i was just telling them oh, i just need a bit of confidence and i was i mean it was alcoholism and they took the piss out of it anyway but um and when i'd done a film recently um just before i went sober there was a lot of drinking on set and what some people won't realize is that you know when when they stopped drinking i because I, I was doing other things as well i yeah. I, I, were, I was going back and then i, I won't even sleep in some days and i was yeah. coached, and it was like great opportunity but it's scary when you think of it like that like there's probably people out there that are doing it for occasionally like i was <sighs> and it's really affecting their work but they're just like you said they're just like wow well, this is the way it is this is life
1: that industry is rife mate but as a coach right I work with all sorts of people but on my podcast I get all sorts of people on as well and it's rife everywhere it's literally everywhere you go like people say oh I'm in that industry that's really heavy on boozing you know I, I've had a couple of mu- musicians on my podcast <laughs> you know and that industry you know pre-drinks going on stage absolutely pissed I don't know there's yeah. James from Death Havana right he, he, he was singing it with his mind mic pissed right and his mic was over there about 30 foot away he was just standing on his own like and everyone's like what are you what doing, doing? <laughs> fucking hell do you know what I mean uh, and, and you know Sherry Delican is um, in the Gorillas, right and his hardest thing now is sober is the come down after a gig do you know what I you mean you've got to feel it you've got to feel it instead yeah, well, of hiding it you've got yeah. you've got the adrenaline yeah. you know what it's like when you do the shows and yeah, that yeah, and like, yeah. you come off stage and that it's like you're flying yeah. and normally you get your reward of a drink like yeah. that's the the yeah. first thing oh let's have a drink we've been yeah. really good it went down well let's have a drink and that All Suddenly, yeah. he's sitting in his hotel room, thinking, "What do I do now?" Yeah. Like tapping the table. Yeah, you know. Yeah. For so- me, for
0: me, that was drugs. <laughs> I had to. Yeah when I had my fight uh, up in Newcastle I had a big fight um, MMA fight I lost it but i I'm, and looking back on it now and looking back on it now I at the time I didn't even realise it was a problem but I had the fight uh, you know I, I was really proud of myself that I even got in there I come off and everyone said they, you know, I'd been training so I was pretty straight off the booze for a good three months or whatever I was kind of sober but I was having a couple of beers here and yeah. there but no drugs yeah. and as soon as I came off and as soon as I got ready and everyone went we're going to the club yeah. I went no I want to go back to my hotel and just relax yeah. and I went back and done drugs on my own yeah and now I look back on it I like yeah that's an issue man yeah it's mad isn't it but um anyway I don't you gotta stop me because otherwise I'll start going fucking talking about myself it's just my fucking head um <laughs> let's um let's get into
1: 2018 talk to me about 2018 because it it, it, it it was a bit of a <sighs> yeah so what happened was um on, on the show um I won't talk too much about this but i, I met uh my then wife right. um and and we we had a relationship got married really quickly mm. uh and i live with her unfortunately that's no more that's something i'm not going to talk about yeah you best not to no. to hear about that um, yeah. thank you mate um but It was Easter 2018. uh, And, you know, I was going through a bit of a spell of every drinking and whatnot. uh, And and I think there was a family argument in that. um, And it was a Friday at Easter. And I've just gone, fuck this, right? I've got in the car always head for the sea, which is weird. I love the sea. I find it really, really calming, you know. When stuff goes wrong, you're like. Yeah, I just go to the coast, right? Uh, and I went down to Eastbourne, um and it is Easter. There's nowhere to stay. But in a way, it was a bit of self sabotage, right? Because I thought, I don't fucking need anywhere to stay. I sleep in a car that come. I went straight to the booze, um in Eastbourne, uh Duke of Devonshire, I think. 10 in the morning or half 10 they're serving breakfast pint of Stella right half 10 it was actually quite hot that day I remember right so I've got a little table outside bit of sun on my face bloke next to me started chatting my new mate you know and then he said oh, I'll save you space mate going do you want a beer mate yeah go on then then his mates turn up like, I had a whole little new family of mates around me right half 10 at night I'm still drinking with them right I thought I looked at my watch. Thought, fuck it, I'm gonna go to the co-op and get a bottle of vodka, right? I got that. I was, I was probably eighteen pints. Now to you it's like, how can you drink eighteen pints? I was a stellar as well. I'll be. F- I, I, I was, but I, I, you know, you think Tolerance I've been well. drinking a liter of vodka a night for ten years, right? So I thought it would be really nice, sit on the beach and look at the waves and look at the stars, and it'd be really nice, right? Mate, I, I passed out on that, but I could have been murdered. I could have been mugged the lot, right? And I woke up and all my face here was covered in blood. I obviously gone to get up and fallen over and hit my head on the fucking pebbles and whatever. I did that for four days, right? My phone went flat. But this is important as well. Just before that, um, because of my boozing, I was depressed, right? So I went to the doctors and he put me on antidepressants, right? 50 ml of um, sertraline, right? And they weren't working because I was drinking. Nof- nothing works, does it? Like that, right? So I'd gone back a week before and he, he didn't even ask me about my drinking. He, he said, right, with double your dose, then 100, right? So I was on that. So I was almost psychotic anyway. Plus, I was down there and it was almost like, right, I'm on holiday. I- this is my little like reward for all that shit back there, right? But gradually, I, I become ill. Um, I, I, I was literally withdrawing on the beach in the morning. It was, but I thought, I'm going to the pier. That home's up at nine o'clock. <laughs> Go in there. Right, can I have a pint of Peroni, please? Uh, minimum charge of uh, 12, 12 pound on your credit. Oh, I'll have three pints of Peroni then. Uh, and I would sit there drinking that. And I remember there's a guy... With a hot dog stall there, and I've gone out and I'm like light like, like a zombie, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, mate, like didn't even want any money." Like I was a mess, mate. And I remember after four days, I thought I I got to get home, and I, I don't know how I did it. I drove home, walked into the house, and I thought it's my wife standing there. It's a the cleaner. I'd nearly gone over to her and give her a hug, and I was absolutely fucked. Right, um, just after that um it wasn't enough dan i still still carried on right i had two or three days where i was studying to be a counsellor then as well right well weirdly how are you going to do that on that but i I was doing a three-year course right and and i had an exam on the first day and i failed it like literally all the instructors were nodding like that going what are you doing i didn't even know what i was doing right um after that um, I had my Rolex stolen like a really expensive Rolex and then my mum fell over um, and hit her head on the path and I went to see her in hospital and she was like a skeleton like I, I couldn't believe what I was, it weren't like my mum you know mm. shortly after that she died oh I was with God. her when she died I was holding her hand and she died <laughs> We had to take her teeth out because they were hurting her. And when she died, she looked like the screen mask, you oh, know, mouth God. open, eyes open. And it was a Sunday. And, and they, so they couldn't collect her. So I was just looking at her like, Oh, God. But there was some healing there because I i held her hand and I said, Mum, you're the best mum yeah. I could ever have. And i tell you what, Dan, because she taught me. All that stuff before, right? Fair enough. She could have done it differently, but I, I had to grow up really, really quickly mm-hmm. when she left. So I was like, really good at human skills, like looking after myself mm. at a young age, and that's come on to help me out later on. Right? Yeah. But you know, a uh, funeral, I got absolutely paralytic, mm. like. But then things changed just after, that in 2019, it was like an epiphany. You know, I, I knew mm. that I had to fucking change. But, uh, sorry,
0: man, sorry to interrupt you. There's so, just, just so much there. So that year, I can relate to that year where everything just went wrong. I had one of them years and the drinking got really, really, really out of hand. And then, um, yeah, uh, like yeah just like the four days sleeping on the beach and fucking waking up and getting pissed and everything like that I mean that's just fucking mental mate like and I just look at it and I think to myself that's someone that's with all due respect trying to kill themselves
1: yeah I didn't care mate I didn't care. It was almost like I wanted to go out in glory, you know. Like I remember a beautiful South um, track, Oh, Red Eyes is back, uh, and, and it, there was a bit in the in the video, right? And there was a glass, and there was a him in the glass come come in, like waving him into the glass. And it was like this is how I'm going to go out, right? On my tombstone will be Glugsy loved a beer and that. But I thought afterwards, like who would have been there? Fucking no one. Like, yeah, not oh, them, not oh, them oh, lads at the pub. No, no, they're not your real mates. Do you know what I mean? They're your, your drinking buddies. They're yeah. not real because a real mate would have gone, Dave, mate. What can, are you doing? Mm. Can you have a chat with me? Because we, you, you can't go on like this. Do you know what I mean? And it was like a real mission to fuck. You know, like to say the fuck it button. Like right? this was a fuck me. Yeah. it was that it's like I'm worth mm. nothing now look at the state of mm. me And, and yeah I, I, I
0: have that self-destruct button and unfortunately my, my wife was the fucking brunt always the brunt of that because on a hangover or a come down or, or whatever you know as soon as I was questioned about my behaviour as soon as I was questioned it was like I knew this was going to fuck up I knew this relationship wasn't going to work yeah. and, I was like, and, and I used to and then I used to be like well do you know what then fuck it I'm going back down the pub yeah, and then I'd I'll, go yeah. and then I'd drink, and now I look back on on so many so much stuff that happened in my life that you know we, we sometimes we always say that of uh, uh, bad things are, like you said and ar- you had an argument with your family. I mean realistically that argument with your family or whatever's going on that doesn't con- that doesn't warrant that reaction from you. Mm. It's an excuse that oh, we 100%. use you know the, I mean the ar- don't get me wrong, I don't know what the argument's about it, uh, but, yeah. but but I was the same, I was always like, all oh, right, yeah, well I'll get fucked then. Yeah, I'll get yeah, then. that's
1: what I do, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I go down a the booze then, don't yeah. I will like, get fucked then because, I'm, and I, in fact, what I realised I I was doing for a long time is I was looking, I was like, uh, I was like uh, looking for the, I was even looking for the, the thing to celebrate to get fucked, or I was looking for the problem to get fucked. But you only see that now. But listen, talk me through now because this is very dark. Let's let's let's. No, it is, but it is, isn't it? Drinking is. Yeah, it I don't is, mean to yeah.
1: be, but it is. It's very dark. But yeah. take me into the light. So how right, did? So what happened, mate? Like as I said, I was. Was really really overweight and i look at pictures of me then it's like I can't, like literally i was 20 stone like 120 plus kg Uh, In new money, right, and and my health though, like it was terrible. So I had a mate down the close. I lived in like a posh Brookside, right, and there was a guy down in the close, right. And one day on a Monday, it was um, 7th of Jan 2019. Another hangover, another driving to work. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And the text said, "Hi Dave, been thinking about you a lot, mate. How about you join me for three months to knock booze on the head." to see how you feel, how your relationship be, all that business. And I looked at it, and I literally threw the phone on the van seat, and it was like, are you having a fucking laugh, mate? I can't even give up for three days. Like, I had no self-belief in that. But what I realised was, I for months and months and months, I'd been saying to myself, I've got to sort this out. Like, I, I knew in my heart, right? So I'd been putting little seeds in my brain going dave mate you're gonna fucking kill yourself and it was like holding on to the tiniest bit of self-respect i had left right throughout the day i started thinking about it i wonder what i would be like in three months i wonder if i would be a little bit lighter in my way if if things would be better indoors if you know all these kind of things and i remember pulling over in wimbledon in this little lay by there and i text him hi mate are you in he's never in Ever like he's always out doing something. He said, "Yep, yeah, come and see me." Oh, right God. now, do you know the, the the fact there, mate? If he said, "No, I'm not in," uh, you might not have got sober. Exactly. Right, seven It was that moment that changed everything. I drove round and see him. Now he's a big lad. He looks like the, um, Foxy out of um, Who Dares Wins. SF, oh right, yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he was standing there like that, and I went, "Let's do it, mate." And that was it. That I hadn't had drinks since. It, wow. it was that moment, right? How did you get through the first few days of that? I was alright, Dan, because you know what? It you... was almost like my mum was with me. It's like I've seen now, she died in the October before. It's almost like because when I was with her when she died, right, she was looking up there, right, and her eyes changed colour, like like real bright turquoise. And I was holding her hand, right? And I said, I never told her I loved her, she never told me she loved me. Do you know is that that but i was i had real closure with it i said mum i love you you're the best mum ever like closure and it's so all i was doing that in front of her eyes she wasn't blinking and i thought she's late. she's going now on her wherever she's going right so I always felt with with me so the first few days was like i was like i'm all or nothing like my drinking was all or nothing do you know what i mean it was like oh. all. <laughs> there weren't a lot of nothing <laughs> yeah um but anyway, I was like, I'm going to do this. So the first few, I'll say, the first month or so, I was like really up for it. And, I, and the guy appears, right? He was training to do this bike thing to Paris, right? And I said, I'll do it with you. And he probably looked at me and thought, you're fantastic, <laughs> you ain't doing it. But anyway, I trained with him in the mornings on the turbo trainer in his garage, right? And he realised actually he's got a bit of leather in him. I was, you know, good cyclist, right? Started to look a little bit better, started to sleep a bit better, started to feel better. My mental health, you talk about anxiety, that started to drop a little bit. Mm. So these were all helping me. Mm. But then gradually, I started to you know, that fading bias effect, you start to forget how shitty it was, right? Mm. So you start to go... Think maybe I can go back a little maybe, bit. Maybe I could have one. Yeah, that's what I did. You know, like you start to to sort of lead yourself up the wrong path, right? Mm. And I was walking my dog one day and I saw my little local over in Monsworth over in the county arms there, right? and I looked at it and I stood there and I thought, what am I going to do at the end of these three months? Am I going to be back in there? back on the Peronies, back on the, going over to Londis after six pints of Peroni, buying two bottles of wine, drinking one on the way back, It walking five minutes home, i drink a bottle of wine, put it in the bin. Fucking hell. And going home with the one bottle, oh, I've got a bottle of wine, but I'd already just drunk one in five minutes. What am I going to be doing? And it was, that was another sort of epiphany of like, no, I've, no. Got, I've got to draw the line. So I turned left Actually, we interesting. I turned the other way, and I thought, nah, fuck this." Um, and it wasn't long after that that I thought, "I got to knock it on the head like completely." It's not three months. If this is a real
0: opportunity here, I might. I mean I mean I may never have this clarity again. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like the fact he was there yeah. when he could have been out. The fact he texted me that day mm. if he had texted me another day i might have gone but that mm. no, i can't do it you know everything was lining up in the universe for me to do it so that was another moment of me that no that's it right um and so once i decided enough was enough it kind of gave me more clarity mm. then what came from that was once i dealt with the practicals of not drinking then come the emotional yeah right? we spoke about this yeah, and that is a whole new ball that's what I'm battling at the moment yeah yeah, and, and it's not to put anyone off but there are stages right and and the stage I went through was actually 40 years I've been this person who's gone around people pleasing I've never pleased myself like ever it, it, it would be like for everyone else right all of a sudden I'm on my own with all my thoughts all my feelings it was like getting out of prison Dan for 30 years and you're like institutionalised into something, all of a sudden you're out there in the big world where everything looks different, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's, it would be so easy to think... I've got to recommit a, a crime because I know what that's like back there. Safe, it's safe. Safe, yeah. You know, my comfort blanket in there. Yeah. You know, I've got my mates in there, my pool buddies and whatever, yeah. I know the routine. So to then move forward and say, no, I'm actually gonna start again and, and try and sit with your emotions and that, it was like, fuck me, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't know who I was, that was the thing. <laughs> Oh man, fucking hell! That uh,
0: it's it's so weird talking to people like yourself because even though my drinking was different, my sobriety is the, so the same. Yeah, um, and I. I, I, I know 100%. I didn't know why I started this podcast. I didn't really know why. I just I, I started the group, Men and Their Emotions, and I was relating so much to the lads in there that were drinking, and I, re- I thought, this is great for mental health, but I need something about my sobriety because um, my sobriety has become so important in my life now. It's, yeah. it's, I've turned into one of them fucking gurus. Do you know you
1: I mean? haven't, mate. But, you you want to give service, mate. You yeah. want to help people. Because you've been there, and you know, and, yeah. and that helps you. Yeah. I can see that. Oh,
0: hundred percent. And what it, what, what, what I feel so much is um, what I know. What I like it's such a short amount of time for me ago. It's like I, I, it's only four or five months ago I was drinking, mm. and then I was sober last year for five, six months or whatever. You know, I tried and I'd done the same thing. I was like, well, you know what? I've cracked mm. it. I can go back to just a social, but this time I know. But. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is I can still feel how I felt then and I know for a fact like I was looking at sobriety like I was like you I was like man you're fucked come on man like if you want to keep because I nearly lost my fucking family I was like yeah. it's very clear what's going on here Dan I, I, like, I like to consider myself an intelligent person I was like it's very clear what's happening here you can't just have one or two you've got a drink a drink problem that sometimes leads to a drug problem yeah. it's affecting everyone around you you look like a complete fucking twat most of the time right but I'll, I could see sobriety as this bad thing and I was like what am I gonna have left if I don't have drink yeah what, what, what am I gonna do for fun what yeah. am I gonna do It's my and the main reason for this is like I, I, I sit here now and I'm like I wish I could reach through the screen and grab the geezer that's fucking that's now still sitting there with drink and just shaking by the neck and say hey, it's fucking better mate I promise you I swear I'm not joking it's actually better you're not gonna be a fucking bore you know you're gonna
1: you, you know and I can feel it so and thing is there Dan is like you weren't ready then and this is all like that word but if you hear my podcast journey but Mm. it is like you get to a stage in life and what happened last year right was like an apprenticeship right you tried it yeah and then you convince yourself you could manage it and then you proved you couldn't. Yeah, which was the scary bit, that yeah, was the scary right? bit. Yeah. So then you realise actually, you can no longer have that relationship. So I quite often, with my coaching, use relationships as an example. You're in a narcissistic relationship, toxic relationship, but you're so dependent on that relationship because you've been in it forever. So yours is like 20 years, right? Mm. And and the thought of coming out of it, there's part, you know, I should get away of it, but what am I going to do when I'm not, I don't know how to be on my own. I don't know how to get my own place. I don't know how to meet new people. You know, it's scary because it's the unknown, right? Mm. But you have to believe in yourself. And this is why the emotional sobriety comes into it. When you start to sit with these feelings and like start to question your life, right? And feel okay with those uncomfortable feelings. Then you can start to move forward. But until then Mm. you, you you like you're in this sort of cross, Way, do you know what i mean mm. and i think you were there last year was like oh mm. fucking hell my mates don't text me anymore i think i heard you say there's another group being created mm. like so they don't have you in it yeah, right yeah. and you start to think well what does look like uh, what does life look like mm. without that <laughs> right yeah it's
0: actually making me quite emotional i don't know why it makes me quite emotional because um I don't know why it makes me emotional when I when you when I think back about it when I when I I don't know why it are making me emotional. Sorry, You're I don't right, know mate.
1: why. I, I've never got emotional about. Sorry, you are, right, mate. I don't know why that's made me emotional. Why well, it's touched on something, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. I don't know what it was then when you. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, mate. It's all good, Dan. Honestly, mate. I, you know, we talk about these things, and there can be a, something that's said, and it just triggers something inside you you didn't know there, right? And this is all good, honestly.
0: Yeah. Sorry, mate. I don't know. If I'm trying to think now. What? It, what it is that? What it is that's um just set me off there? I think. <laughs> I don't know, I wish I'd just worked out earlier I don't know what it is I don't know maybe it's what you were saying about the relationship you know, maybe it's in a weird way, I don't know I don't know what it was then that just
1: set me off But Yeah, come to you mate, honestly these are the trigger moments in your life, this is like a, a spell of growth later on for you like when you work this out what why you've got upset there it's a, like touch paper on it do you know what i mean and it, it's like i've had many moments like that it's like, like 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 fuck do you know what i mean like i didn't even know that was in me right and then this is where you give yourself a chance to grow and like before you would just go on it it's like fucking now i've described like yeah let's have f- have some drugs or beer and that do you know what i mean but this is a real opportunity for you to like think about this it's like and you will yeah i think i
0: think it's the way that you talk i think it was the way you were talking about it as a relationship yeah that like like you said outside as well it's almost like grief and it's so pathetic it feels so pathetic to look at to look at you know the, the your old you to look at my your old you and 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 to feel sad that you've left your old you. Do you know what I mean? But, you yeah. Because it's such a positive thing. But I I think I think what it is is, it's the clarity of um. I don't know. It's just I don't know what that was.
1: But it's about. Do you know what? Like so, I'm over four years now. So I, I felt feel oh. like you, and it's embracing the old you as part of your life. And I I look at it like, you know, when you're moving that. And you've lived somewhere for like 10 years, right? And and you know the house, you know the neighbors, you know the shops and the pub, and your mates pick you up and that. And all of a sudden you think, do you know what? I'm gonna move somewhere else. And and you've moved there and you say to them all, come over for a barbecue and that. And sometimes it don't quite happen, right? It's another phase in your life, right? But you can look back at that phase of where you used to live as a positive and a negative, right? It's not all shit, it's not all bad, but we all move through phases decades in mm. our life right and i look at this sobriety with me it was like mate if if i'd have known you five ten years ago we would have been on, it on the big smash. time yeah, you know but, what i mean like but but i look and i miss those days yeah, like, i'm always yeah. honest in my instagram right i'm not one that oh my god let, let's jump out of planes and let's go and run marathons it's like some days i'm like fucking hell this is boring yeah but yeah. what are the alternatives to me right i had a shit relationship right yeah. So this is why I use the visuals of a relationship. It's like that alcohol for me was my coping strategy yeah. for 40 years. I, I knew no different, right? So I talk about attachment. is like cutting the ties with alcohol, right? You you cut that tie. Yeah. But without being complacent as well. You can't say, I will never drink again. You don't know what will happen, yeah. right? Because it's like you, you end that relationship... And then one day you're walking down the street and they appear out of a shop and it's like, oh, fuck. Didn't yeah. know that was coming, right? So there's things to deal with, but I think it's been, like, uh, the acceptance, like, and maybe that's why you got upset. And then it's yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's been such, I still feel emotional, but I think it's been such,
0: it's, I mean, on the, on the outside, I'm, I'm doing all of this work. I'm doing this podcast and
1: stuff and you know it, but it's hard it is hard mate and you know like we you said to me before this podcast right I don't want to talk about it, don't want and, and I just touched on the emotional sobriety mate and maybe that's something you yeah. haven't dealt with and we can have a chat after this mate but mm. it's fucking out once you realize yeah it, i think it might have been last night as well because uh, like i said to you before i i was
0: I, I thought i was all right you know i was there it was these industry events that i'd really part in cuz you know, one I I I feel very uncomfortable being myself because I've caused a lot of problems in the media, and I could see there were certain celebrities there that didn't want to be anywhere near me. And you know, I could see you know there's there's all that, but and the drink I'd be like, well, I don't give a fuck anyway because I'll just get fucked. I'm mm. an ar- if you think I'm an arsehole, I'll be an so and. Mm. There was that side of it, so I felt a lot of a lot of emotions last night. But also the other side of it was seeing people fucked, mm. and it and it. I come away from it thinking, "Fucking hell, that was me."
1: Mirror. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, is mirror image, mate, and and you and then b- brings up the shame and and uh, yeah. you know the emotions of fucking out, and then you start thinking about what your wife's put up with for you. Yeah, and, that hurts. Uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and so all these uh, yeah. emotions are all bubbling away, and it could take one thing from me, to take <laughs> yeah, that, and mate, it's yeah. like opening a can yeah. of worms, is not it? I
0: don't know why, mate. I think I don't know my I don't know why. Maybe it's it, it's um I don't know it's. <sighs> Yeah, and suddenly, suddenly, I realise now that I'm fucking. I've got to work. I've got to work on. That's maybe what's up upset me a little bit. Is the, is like just
1: just the thought of you know I'm tired of working on it, man. I feel. yeah. I feel tired, mate. The other thing is as well, right? When we. When we people please and we and we're used to producing content like you are and the comedy and what we're we're givers right we we're, we're like and sometimes we can we that's another. Mm like thing like where i say like i've had all these pseudonyms, like dave the carpet glugs down the pub now i'm sober dave right yeah. i spent the first two or three years giving out all the time right and then one day i'm like fucking hell i'm burnt out a little bit yeah. and like any word for sobriety and whatever i, I don't want to talk about it like yeah. i overdid that and then i realized actually i'm going from being a raging pisshead to so, now sober day, Yeah, like, that's
0: me, man, yeah. That's
1: what I mean. And sometimes you have to, like, think, hold on, I'm diverting my feelings yeah. over to this now where yeah. I'm giving out to the community, doing my podcast, talking about it, climbing snow. Fucking then, climbing mountains, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, a, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, like, it's taking one thing for me to actually fuck you off and you probably start drinking. So like, so sorry <laughs> about that, mate.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I think, no, I mean, I think it's, it's when you were talking about talking <laughs> Talking about the alcohol as a relationship, I mm. think that's what it was. I think it's like you know, I've gone through a breakup. Mm. I've gone through a breakup with uh, the drink and the drugs, and also that's what I think. Now I'm thinking about it. That's that's when you were talking about it like that as a relationship, and you know, you know, you still see the person you loved around, and da da da, da and it's like you're grieving the lot, the, the breakup of the relationship. But it's not just that. I know in my mind now that there's certain people I won't have the same friendships with. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that are pissed off that will look at me like, almost like I've left left them and what we were doing, you know, it's like, do it, it, you know what it feels like? It's like, I, it's like I've gone, ah, you lot are bad and I'm good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's never... You know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want it to be like that. I mean... It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Because your real friends will go be proud of you. Yeah, yeah. And they are. Oh. Most of them are. I mean, yeah. one of my pals, Chris, I'll give him a mention here because I've mentioned Chris and a few other people and I've mentioned him in my podcast saying, oh, you know, they're still drinking, they're still doing that. Um, and I didn't want to do it in a negative way because through my through my drinking, they're really, you know, they're really supportive of me and they're, they're great. They ring me and stuff like that. It's more it's more like I just miss being with them doing that yeah. stuff do you know what I mean yeah. And um,
1: but and that's the grieving side yeah. right because you will do it's something we've done for yeah. our whole lives isn't it it's like the party's over and yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow right yeah. but what's the alternative that, yeah, yeah I know. that's the way yeah. I look at it it's like I love 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 getting pissed yeah right? yeah escaping everything but i can't do it anymore yeah. so i look like it like i'm allergic to that now yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't eat a big bowl of um, sushi or or paella if you knew you would get food poison every time you ate it right you yeah. wouldn't eat it <laughs> yeah Alcohol, you go back for more every day. Do you know what I mean? And I just look right. I'm allergic to it. I know the consequences. If I start drinking again, my life's fucked. Like proper fucked. And that's the end of it. So it's a non-negotiable for me. But I still have to deal with the backlash of 40 years worth of this relationship that started off actually really fun a laugh and ended up with me sitting in my house in the pitch black with a bottle of vodka you know that's the reality of it yeah it's like if you're it's like if you're in
0: an abusive relationship if a woman is in an abusive relationship with a man even though they love that man yeah They've got to get free of it, and even though they have left the abuse,
1: they're still going to cry over the loss of love. Hundred yeah. uh, percent, and the, and what it's caused in their emotional state as well. Yeah, you know that had taken decades to get over, probably. Yeah, uh, you know, so you have to deal with that, the aftermath of it as well. It's like, how do I deal with what? How do I reach my emotional needs mm-hmm. without that? Yeah, and I think
0: uh, yeah, it's hard, and I think this right now that that little break, emotional breakdown, right now. that is the fear of the people watching or the the lads out there that is the that is the the fucking the problem with what's going on in the world with lads and mental health and suicide and depression that me having a cry there about uh, looking back on 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 the good times with drink and drugs and missing that Mm. and then how everything life has changed it's that fear it's that fear that's keeping lads in that loop because when you use drink and drugs as a way to release celebrate and be yourself and all of that stuff And, and it's des- and it's destroying your life. Sometimes you'll pick the destruction over the fucking hard work. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I feel like uh, I don't think I was close or anything over this weekend or last night. And I, I, you know I got I had one message on my Instagram going, "Oh, you know you were a bit shaky when you were sat around the fire. Um, are you sure you're definitely sober and all that?" And that set something off in me where it was like you know this this is this is still very fucking real for me man like maybe do you know what I mean that it's going to be a constant battle Uh,
1: it it is a constant battle mate so you're five six months and whatever and there are going to be things that that you're going to experience that will challenge you right but always look at it in a positive right Uh, and I'm not one of these people toxic positivity everything's great because it isn't right but I look at it like today with your when you got upset then that's a real opportunity for you to, to grow from that it yeah. really is, right? To look that's at what touched, it is, yeah. That's touched you there, right? And that's raw, and you've had a few tears, right? And it's what you do with those few tears. So rather than go back with them and go, do you know what? Fuck this. I can't have, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I can't do it. It's like, what has that shown me in my surprise? It's shown me, actually, what I've done. I've gone from that to this, and I've put all my focus into this new Yeah sober world right but I'm still vulnerable I'm a man I'm vulnerable and how can I process that mm. and, and I think that's a really positive thing mate yeah
0: yeah I think it's just uh, all of this is a big front isn't
1: it you know yeah, come, it, it,
0: to a certain extent it's a massive. come to my
1: office after
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect promo isn't it <laughs> Do you know what I mean I don't think I've ever had a little fucking oh, moment like that but yeah alright Okay, let's move on to something else. Sorry man. You you want to cuddle? Oh come on then, yeah I do actually. Let's <laughs> I'm gonna get involved as well. Are you, you getting involved, John? Are you coming come on uh, yeah. come on down mate? Come, come on. on. Let's have a little freeway cuddle. Come on. <laughs> come, on, <mate. laughs> come, on come on. Did you could you feel that John? Oh man, going right through me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, d- I definitely think oh I feel better after that cuddle. You definitely feel better, man. That that is store grief that's inside you and you're just processing. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it's, it's in it's in I think the mic,
1: so are you on there?
0: Again.
1: Yeah, um, hold on, mate. I don't know what way that is. That it? Can you hear me now? Uh, one more? hello, hello, yeah, right,
0: yeah. Um, all right, I feel good, I feel good. I do feel, I definitely, I think, I definitely, you know, just to, let's move on from it, but just to put a fork in it, I definitely think it's, um, yeah, just a, a, a little part of the old me that I miss, and yeah. and also that the uh the realization there that this is always going to be with me man and it's hard like and i'm starting to get emotional again but like you know all of this stuff is great but i think like like with your book and the work you're doing you're like right i don't want to feel too much of this so let's fucking do some work yeah and maybe that will take away the feeling where actually there's 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 a feeling underneath that needs work
1: yeah, yeah. and and you know, like, I have a therapist um, that is an addiction counsellor as well, and I work alongside him mm. to deal with stuff four years later, you know? Because if you don't deal with it, it will come back. Yeah. Right? So, but all in, it's good time, yeah. right? Um What's happened today has happened. Think yeah. about it, and and yeah, you good. know, I'm good with this stuff. I am good with this stuff. Yeah. I'm good with it. I can take, and I'm I'm very
0: I'm very in tune with my emotions. I, that's why I just let it come, and then and then yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have that self destruct button. Like I don't have the thought process of I want to get fucked. Um, I have the thought process of yeah, this is this maybe be ain't as easy as I thought it was.
1: And I, and, it. And, and look at it like that's really interesting what happened there yeah because there's something there i've just found yeah, something else there i it, need to that's it rather than fucking, how i feel right mug no it's I don't like, like that but it's like that is really interesting because i didn't expect that yeah and i didn't know well i think what you've done is like it's like you're unlocking
0: you've you've unlocked something else that i didn't think i had to deal with mm. like i never thought of the an- analogy of it like that i always i always thought to myself i'm free of it now you know it's not like I'm missing out I'm free Mm. of it that was how my mind was where actually the truth of the matter is I fucking miss it and I'm gonna have to cope with that as well yeah you know and like you said I don't go on my social media and I don't say to people people that drink and do drugs are bad I I say look it's fucking it was brilliant it was a great part of my life I got really fond memories from it unfortunately it got out of hand for me and if you can't handle it and it's getting out of hand for you then here's some here's how I dealt with it yeah but yeah let's move on (laughs) Okay. breathe <laughs> Jesus Christ so yeah if you want to cry go and see Dave <laughs> tell me tell me. Uh, oh, I do want to touch on some stuff that you you spoke about we're a bit low on time now but uh, I want to touch on some stuff about ADHD and addiction just to have a little chat about it but before that what is your book because
1: I haven't read it what is it I know you took it to Snowden didn't you yeah, you, I, you, you I don't, spotted yeah, me packing yeah, it yeah. didn't you uh, and I, did, I didn't think you would read it because I've done Snowden as well yeah. Um but, uh, yeah, do you know what the irony of that, Dan, is that um, when I was drinking and I used to get absolutely smashed up, right? Yeah. My catchphrase was I could write a book about it one day about my, that's all I have you say I'll write I a book one day drank about i so much it. I could write a book yeah, yeah, about it I know everything about it you know yeah. waking up in fucking car parks and whatnot. Fucking and then one day like when I gave up drinking um, I kind of a bit like yourself started talking about it on the Instagram and that and people started coming to me and saying I really relate to what you're saying there mate and it's helping me like so um, what I said before as well I was doing a counselling call I wanted to study to be a counsellor but I fucked it up I used to go down the pub <laughs> and do my like dissertation and drink four or five beers before I'd start it. And then I'd do it and then shut the MacBook down and send it. Like I think that's brilliant. And get hauled in to college the next day going, what is this? Like uh, they didn't even know what I was talking about. But in my head <laughs> I was like, as like a amazing yeah. therapist. Right. And I flunked it. Right. So I had a couple of years there, but I, I kind of always had that sort of thing about helping people. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, So I started um, um, to like DM people back and stuff. And then I thought, you know what, there's more to it. So I did a grey area drinking course with Jolene Park. Um, and I learned a lot about the nervous system, um, uh, about mindset. I really love the whole mindset around sobriety. Do you know what I mean? How you reframe things, how yeah. you talk to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It really, really... You can, you can just hear a couple of nuggets that can change your whole mindset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I oh, probably won't drink again. Well, hold on a minute. Mm, you're you know not, what you're I mean? Not, yeah. You're not saying it right. You've got to talk to yourself in the right way because mm. a lot of it's subliminal. And, that, and that's why I say, you know, when you wake up in the morning, and say right today I will not drink alcohol you've made that straight away non-negotiable if you say oh I see how it goes oh you're I hope fucked. I don't yeah you're yeah. fucked yeah like because the addiction brain will go hello it's my lucky day yeah. you know what I mean so anyway I started to sort of uh, I got approached by Penguin to write a book <laughs> right and I did I'd never done a book I'm crap honestly I left school with nothing mm. literally nothing um, and I wrote this book proposal and and then they said to me okay what are your qualifications? And I said, I ain't got any. Oh, well, that's no good. I was, like, really pissed off. Do you know what I mean? Like, I spent two weekends doing it, and then I thought, I'm going to write my own one then. I'm, I've got that kind of nature, you know. Yeah. So I started writing it. Uh, and, and basically, the book, uh, and, and you've heard that that quote many time, one for the road. Oh, should we have one for the road? It's my catchphrase, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But basically, it's part memoir, Um, part um, educational, like I talk about different things, how to stop drinking, how to deal with social situations, how to deal with your mates, Mm. Um, the longer sobriety, emotional sobriety I talk about, but it's also motivational because I always had this image in my head that you would read this book eventually, and and you'd come to the end and you would slap it on the table and you would go, do you know what, I think I'm going to give it a go yeah that that was my motivation yeah and the fact you ain't read it dan it's yeah, absolutely <laughs> devastated yeah. me yeah. but listen <laughs> i don't like i don't like to I, yeah no but I, listen i will read it i will read do you have an audio version well that's another thing right because i'm a little bit called blimey I, it's always put me off right but all my followers are saying please dave we love your do voice we it. love it so i can actually do it actually you could do it here there yeah, you go. You could record it here, yeah. You could they could probably Yeah, yeah, yeah. because people are crying out for the audio well, and I'll tell you why, right? Because you could tap into your ADHD, yeah, in, right? Well I can't read a book. I no. can't read a paragraph because mm. I read two or three lines and then I don't know what I've read.
0: Yeah. Well you've probably got ADHD then, I definitely think, but you can get someone else to record your audio version as well. Well, I think
1: people want my voice. Yeah,
0: you got the right voice for it. Um but Uh, a a book before uh, I did have a bit more time on a book before and I read it but I read it while listening to the audio version Mm. so I was listening and reading it at the same time and that kept me in Um, just on ADHD then so I'm learning a lot about you know something like 80% of people that suffer with ADHD have addiction problems Mm. and I'm learning a lot about you know you know cuz obviously they use things like it's almost like speed and stuff isn't it to as mm. the ritalin and all that to to calm it's like they give you stimulants to calm yeah. to calm your ADHD and i look back uh, like i had I've been having quite bad um, ADHD episodes yeah. and the only way that I can explain what an ADHD episode is is it's like when um, it normally happens towards the end of the day only it doesn't happen off, often but my missus is very in tune with it now my wife and she knows exactly it's when I, I, I'm i trying to relax but I feel like I should be doing something but I don't know what, I, what, what, yeah. what it is I should be doing so I try and do a few things and can't do anything and yeah. then I get worked up stressed and I don't even know why I'm up upset and annoyed and it's like and my missus would be like it's your ADHD calm down yeah. but I, I really work myself up like I should be doing this like, no I'll play with the kids actually because it's, t- it's evening time no actually while I've got a bit of time I'll sort my diary for tomorrow No, maybe you should check your Instagram or, wh- why don't you just relax and watch the yeah. TV and it's like it's all happening at once Yeah. and uh, what I realise now is I never had that before Yeah. and I thought it was after I got my ADHD diagnosis but no it's not it's yeah. since I went sober Yeah. it's since I went sober because I can't calm my shit down
1: do you know what I it's like um, for me, it was like going into someone's house or what, and they're playing the music that I fucking hate, right? And and I would either change the channel or turn it right down when I had a drink, so it would slow everything. That's, that's down. such a good
0: analogy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and then, but so when I become sober, it was like, oh my god, my brain is absolutely racing. Yeah. Right. I don't know what to do with my thoughts and whatnot. But I've known actually when I work with people, most of my clients, right, I saying to me i've been diagnosed with adhd i think i've got adhd because they've got all these symptoms right and i found out that a lot of people with adhd have very low dopamine yes well. one of the things isn't it? it's one of the things right so for instance with dopamine like on your instagram right you're scrolling 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 and they relate that to the old fruit machines Right? when you press the buttons or you pull in the one arm down, right, it's like, oh, fuck, I thought I was going to win then. Like two bells will come up and then think, oh, I need to pull the handle down again. And it's that constant need for something. Do you know what I mean? The mm. swiping of your your Instagram. But after an hour, you're like really feeling low, depressed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Your head's humming.
1: Your head's humming and you feel like lethargic and I've just wasted now my day because you're always searching for that dopamine and I found when I stopped drinking, it's like, how the fuck do I calm myself down? Because I'm flying. I'm trying to read. I can't. I'm reading words but they're not going in and I'm thinking about other things. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, that's ADHD, mate. But I had a... a genetic test done by Lifeco GX, right? They offered me as a bit of a freebie, right? And they, they do you do a swab and they can tell your genetics, right? And they've told me that one of my dopamine receptors doesn't work anymore. It's fucked, probably through my drinking. But I'm also really, really low on serotonin as well, right? So I've got natural low mood. What they basically said to me in a non-scientific way is, you're a miserable fuck. Yes, mate. That's <laughs> what I, yeah. Right? Uh, and so I have to work really hard at that. But also the dopamine is like I have to work at just accepting that I can't just have an instant hit with things. I just have to let things be. So that, that affects all my decisions through my life. Is like gut reactions. It's like if I get annoyed by something, it's like my gut reaction is to react, mm. right? Or have a drink yeah right and now I just have to be like calm I've tried meditation I'm terrible like I'll be in a room full of people with one eye open and like looking around at everyone going no yeah. I can't do it can't focus breath works okay but basically I've learned to just sit with my own yeah. own thoughts you know and it's been
0: a challenge yeah I think I think um, I think the uh, yeah the low dopamine thing like I've definitely got a chocolate addiction going on at the moment I, I've got to have i got to have a bit of chocolate at night uh, and throughout the day actually I'm thinking about chocolate sugar mate it's yeah, the sugar, sugar isn't it yeah that's definitely going on for me but uh, but um, last night when I was at this uh, at, at this event I, I was very aware of my ADHD I was tuned in right because there was music and lights. noise there's, there's a lot going in right and everyone because lots of people I spoke to a lot of people when they were talking to me, I was going drifting off, and I was like, He's talking to you, man. And then coming yeah. back, and a couple of people are like, I've got to learn to say s- sorry, my ADHD takes me away sometimes. But I-, I reckon about four or five times I was in the middle of a conversation, I was going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was onto something else yeah. and realized they were still talking. I was like, Sorry, mate, go on. I thought you was ignoring me yeah, last yeah. night, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's rude, it comes across as rude, doesn't I it? know but, it, but does, my but... mind is going that. I mean, normally it's like my, my, my mind just notices something else, yeah, but a normal person person would be like completely tuned into what they're saying and nothing because they didn't, wouldn't want to be rude nothing would distract them yeah but to me like it's like i've got no choice i'm distracted
1: yeah i i can't deal with <laughs> say we're out somewhere and it's noisy, like echoey, say in a restaurant and you can hear everyone chattering mm. and knives and forks clattering and you talking, it's like a complete mess in yeah. my head. Yeah. Like I just can't work it out. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. All the science behind addiction and whatever is fascinating but I, I did a um, I was um, on a seminar the other day. It was all day. Uh, and it and it was uh, about addiction. And um, what I learned was that mainly it's because your emotional needs are not being met. Right? right. And when you start to look into that, that can just cover so many things. And mine was when I started drinking, started where I wasn't told they were proud of me. Come here, give us a cuddle, give us a kiss, or I love you. It started there. And then my mum leaving. That started me off getting into the group of lads. And then from there, I was funny. I was accepted. From there, going to the boozer, being accepted as glug, someone who drank. But from there, it was like, oh, that's not quite doing it yeah. anymore that's changed it so i started drinking your daughter then being yeah. solitary you know it's the when you join the dots up yeah i think like for me for me like i said my mum was really affectionate
0: my mum my mum gave me lots of praise lots of encouragement told me she was proud of me she still tells me she's proud of me now my my relationship you know my mum was always a source of go go for it go yeah. for it, go and get it and i i i, I, I can't i i actually You know, I think that a lot of my success and a lot of my um, get up and go comes from my mum. Yeah. So I think that my drinking um, was another way. I mean, there's always emotional problems. You know, they went through a breakup, bad breakup, a bad divorce and stuff like that. So there's, there's probably a lot of emotional stuff from back then. But what I think happens with lads and a lot of lads with their drinking is... Um, you know they live for the weekend, and then suddenly life catches up on them, like yeah. you know, responsibilities. Fact, you know you don't you don't realize you've got a problem when you're when you're drinking through your twenties, and it's a part yeah. and everyone else's. You start realizing you've got a problem when people are having kids, and or you've got kids and a business to run, and stuff, and then these responsibilities, and you realize it's a problem when you think I should calm down, but you can't.
1: Do you know the other thing, Dan? As well, is is such a sort of fucking ego male thing, isn't it? Like yeah. so you've been really brave, yeah, coming out. Out, like as sober, right? But there's also the thing that blokes say. That's what we fucking do, is lads, isn't it? We yeah. we love the footy and getting pissed. Mm. Away. You know, for you to come out and go, do you know what? I don't want to do that yeah. anymore. And you've been the example now, right? Yeah. For so many, your Facebook book groups enormous, yeah. and there's so many people listening to this podcast now, right? Yeah. And that's what's brilliant about it. But it's hard to do that. It's, yeah. It's hard to leave that behind you and go. Do you know what? I I ain't doing that.
0: Yeah. Anymore. I think. I
1: think that the. Reason for that,
0: the reason for that is the only way that I, the only way that I'll, I, I could have gone sober, is if I fucking scream from the rooftops to the world yeah. that I had a problem. That was the only way.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what you need to do is look inside yourself and just acknowledge. Yeah. Give yourself a bit of self-care, bit of self-love, and say, okay, mate. All right. What about me? there's us check in with me because now I'm doing all this for everyone else. Yeah. But what about me? Yeah, you're uh, right. And and that's when. I think I might take
0: a little bit of time to myself over the next I few days. I think
1: so, mate. I think you need to because, you know, you, you've done the Snowden thing, you've done the event last night and whatever, you know... Meeting uh, me today, mate. That's a big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah mate. <laughs> no, but um, seriously, no, like, yeah. you, you have to take time out and just sit with those feelings, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you just bat them away again. Yeah. And that's what we did with addiction, right? We just pushed everything aside. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, deal with it later, deal with it later, yeah. kind of thing. But sometimes with sobriety, you're forced to deal with it, right? And that's the emotional sobriety, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's also, you don't have to deal with it on your own. There's loads of support out there. Do you know what I mean? Do you offer Do you offer things for people that can, put people come to you for help? For I, I'm things? a coach, yeah. I'm, I'm a grey area drinking coach. So I don't deal with the hardcore stuff like, you know, like daily drinking because I feel that that needs specialist help. But yeah. I deal with people that have issues and it's not always about the quantity. It's about how it makes you feel, right? Yeah. So... You, um, I had someone come to me who was drinking a couple of glasses of wine a night but she was really anxious she worried about her kids her job and whatnot yeah. and other people come to me and they're drinking two bottles of wine yeah. not every day you know so yeah. I've been doing that for two and a half years now yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah well I, I, this
1: this, this, this is where I
0: think the important work needs to be done personally myself because I, for, I, for up until last year well up until up until Christmas really or up until well four months ago really up yeah. until maybe five months ago I, it, well, I was in pure denial because i only drank at weekends yeah um and but it was affecting my whole life right yeah and, Yeah. And, and the drugs as well and i think this is where the work needs to be done for for people for people out there that aren't stereotypical alcoholics with yeah. people out there that are battling with an unhealthy relationship with drinking and drugs and are terrified to give it up
1: hundred percent and you know this whole gray area drinking thing right is such an important finding because you're either all or nothing again you're either an alcoholic on a park bench or someone who can take or leave it but grey hair drinking is a big space in between that's i love that yeah so it's someone who doesn't drink every day but they might binge at the weekends it's someone who drinks two or three times a month but if you say stop then. Oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, there's a big space in there and it takes away the shame and the stigma of that word alcoholic, which I don't identify. I don't like that word. It no, I mean, either.
0: I don't like it and I don't... I don't like the words... You know, I mean, sobriety isn't, isn't so bad, but also, like, why can't I just have stopped drinking? You know? Yeah, I exactly. Bef- I don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore because it was fucking my life up. Yeah. Uh, was I an alcoholic? Yeah, I'm, I mean... Look, once I started drinking, I couldn't stop. One once like if I was at that event last night and I picked up what and I'd started drinking, I would have wanted to get fucked that night. So was I an alcoholic? Yes. Yeah. Because my pal Carlos came with me, my business partner Carlos came with me and he had a couple of rum and cokes and then a fucking bagel and we went home. I, I was looking at him going, Fucking How how'd you do, you do that? It?
1: Yeah, but do you know what that whole thing, right? So the word alcoholic, some people can hook into that and it works for them. They like to identify that and it helps them. They so it's great. like honesty. Yeah. That's that's how what works for them. So it's like you and me and going shopping, right? And you go into a shop and you go, hey, mate, look at that. I go, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if it works. Come in this shop with me and I say, this is, and you go, no, that doesn't work Yeah, for yeah. That. It's what works got, for you. Yeah, yeah, right? And that's why these days there's so many different ways of doing it, right? And for me, it's like community is massive, getting the right community for people to relate to, you know? Um, it's working out what's good for you, Um and working at it as well yeah. not just thinking oh well I don't drink anymore I'm sober because it takes constant work but the word recovery as well right uh, that doesn't work for me either because it is like if you're always in recovery it makes you feel like I'm you're Ill. never healed yeah right so yeah. I, I I change it to discovery right because I love to see what's coming up ahead like I don't really know what I'm doing I'm like I know you're making a film but I've been approached to do a documentary yeah. and stuff but it's like do you know what now I removed that drug out of my life I've got much more bandwidth going on like it's yeah. cleared the area of me not going every morning I've done it again and then so thinking much about it time all in my mind, so much free space absolutely yeah. mate so that makes room for me to think about more positive things yeah. my health relationships you know you've done Snowden I'm climbing a mountain in Morocco in six weeks why do we start climbing mountains well it's part of the job mate it's all social media really <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't yeah. want to do it, but yeah. it looked good on the grid. <laughs> He's answered it. It's fucking as simple as that. Isn't it? So, I think mean, we've got to keep the sober brand going. Exactly. Yeah. But do you know what? It, le- it leaves space for a positive future. Yeah. Right. And you are here in the present, right? Yeah. And we're all moving forward. So what does that? I say to people, what does the next five years look for you? Where do you want to be? Like, yeah. like for me, I'm 58, right? I gave up when I was 54. A lot of blokes would go, Ah, fuck it! I've been drinking all my life. Like, well. I want to make a change now. But if you see a picture of me four years ago, you wouldn't recognise me, right? You wouldn't. Uh, I, I was a different bloke, right? And now I have a future. Yeah. Where back then, I didn't know whether I was going to last another month.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, wh- I mean, we've got to wrap up soon. But I mean, I'm like, I enjoy life. Like, I enjoy life. Like, last night, that event was work for me. It wasn't a party. It was, you know, it was work for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I left... Um, but I enjoy... I'm enjoying life, but also I'm like... Uh, I'm very I'm so glad I'm so glad that from somewhere I got the well actually I, 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 I don't want to say somewhere I got I got the the ingenuity because I didn't it was it was like it was all or nothing do you know yeah. what I mean like shit started going wrong in my life which made me think but I'm glad that I had the, the foresight to like you said looking at your future for me I've got two little baby girls two and six and to be honest with you they wasn't my priority when I was drinking nah, nah. I mean I was there for them I was their father but yeah. my priority was drinking really because of course it was why would you want to spend two three nights away from th- your baby yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and i had the foresight to think well fucking hell if i don't sort this out they're going to be 16 17 looking back on this this was a mess yeah and this uh, and i'm very conscious that those 16 17 years are going to go fucking pretty quick
1: man yeah yeah so but do you know the biggest takeout, mate i don't want to make you cry again yeah <laughs> but you ain't been there for you either Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Because I realised when I stopped drinking, I hadn't been there for me for 40 years. I was that 14-year-old kid, right, standing there, lost... Feeling rejected, alone, yeah. right? And then I met Mr. Al Cole. Yeah, I'll be your mate. I'll look after you yeah. for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. And then after 40 years, I realised actually it wasn't working for me anymore. It wasn't doing what I, what I thought it would do for me. It was fucking toxic, poisonous, destructive, you know. And I had to say goodbye right and then what did that leave me me standing there almost naked on the street going i ain't got a clue the fuck i am after 40 years right and that's when you realize that all this is for you and what comes from that is you being a better person Mm. which will then be a better dad better husband yeah but better for you as well. Yeah. You know, you're a young lad, do yeah. you know what I mean? And and you've yeah. got all this ahead, but this is what yeah. should keep you moving forward, is like, what are the alternatives? Me going back to that version of myself, yeah. which was pretty shit. Yeah. On the external, it was, yeah, I was the fucking life and soul of the but internally, it was it was all a was car crash, mate. Yeah. And, and that is the kind of thing that sh- will keep you, like with self-development, mindset, working on mindset, mm. education, learning about the science, you know, will keep you striving forward yeah. and think, I do not want that yeah. back in my life. All oh,
0: right, thank you Dave, that was, well, brilliant man, I mean, I feel like Oh, I feel like we I was meant to interview you but you ended up counselling me <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: how it works sometimes but, doesn't but
0: it? no yeah but, but beautiful man I, 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 I think through I mean this is what this is about I mean it's I, I hate fucking crying on, on, on the internet and, and stuff like that but ultimately man this I think this podcast serves as um uh, just a realistic fucking look at yeah. you know there's lads out there that are covered in tattoos big fucking lumpy gym geezers that, me yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah well yeah and that are big, big, big geezers, and but inside they're fucking scared, terrified that their yeah. life's falling apart. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Dave, thank you very much. A couple of things before we go: where can I get your book?
1: On Amazon, mate. Um, you can get it straight away on Amazon. Thank yeah. you very much. Amazon One for the
0: Road, and uh, more importantly, because it's great content, where can I follow you on Instagram?
1: At uh, sober Dave. Yep and uh, I believe you're coming on my podcast on Tuesday Uh, one for the road we've
0: already fucking done it haven't we we're just using this recording (laughs) eh (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm coming on your podcast your podcast is up and running again so did you pause it for a bit
1: yeah I've rebranded it I had a little break I had eight seasons of it all life stories right yeah and I thought actually do you know what four years in I'm really beginning to sort of like urge towards different conversations so um, you wait till Tuesday mate I'll uh, make you cry you'll probably make me cry Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> but you know, talking about ADHD, talking about yeah menopause, talk. You know, I want to just pepper in lots of different subjects yeah. that help people as well, but keep the life stories in there because people relate to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's really important because when you relate, you actually start to look at yourself and think, do you know what? Yeah. Maybe I I need to look at my yeah. relationship with alcohol, and that. One little seed can then lead on, yeah. To well, where we are,
0: yeah. I mean, I know for what's the what's the podcast called? There's one for oh, it's one for the road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And, and, and your old your old ones are up now that they can catch up. On.
1: They're all up there. Eight seasons. Uh, I started back again this Wednesday, gone, which is March fifteenth. But I'm going to be doing for. There's no seasons anymore. They're going to be weekly yeah. for the foreseeable future. Lovely. So that's on all your podcast, Apple, yeah. Spotify, the lot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: all right, mate. Well, listen, I've got, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you again and, um, uh, I don't know what it what it is with you, Dave, but you've got away your analogies and 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 uh, and the, your, yeah, that's what it is. It's the, it, your analogies and the way that you've managed to think about communicating what you've learned yeah. really touched me, mate. Thank so you. that's a beautiful skill. And um, guys, go, go and check him out. And uh, who knows, you might be crying too. <laughs> but Dave <laughs> thank you so much. Thank mate, you. It's what been a pleasure. brilliant podcast. Thank you. All right, guys, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do now, but um, I feel good. I do feel good, even though I got a bit upset there. I feel good, um, and I guess the the point of this is it's all part of all part of um, yeah. You have got to be prepared to strip back the layers when um, yeah when 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 you go sober, because it's all going to be there for you. But listen, guys. Please subscribe, leave a comment. And more importantly, if you know someone that you think could benefit from uh, what I'm doing on this podcast or what Dave's doing, please recommend them, send them over. It may change their life. And if you stuck with us for that whole podcast and listened, let us know what you thought. But more importantly, thank you for giving me and Dave the platform to share what we're experiencing. Thank you. Bye.